there! Welcome back to Returning to Eden. This is a place where we talk about all things purity culture. We dive into what it looks like to honor God with our whole selves while we question the things that were spoken to us as young adults. We go into healthy boundaries as well as relationships with others as we learn to live in peace with who we are in Christ. Thank you for taking the time to listen and I hope you enjoy all the things we have in store for you. We were talking about, and what, what did I say we should go back to that? <laughs> well, I love that scripture you were reading in Proverbs 31. Yep. And and we were talking about purity. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the, the value of marriage, the value of, of family, you know, family is God's idea. Mm-hmm. And um, uh, I don't know if we're going specifically back to everything we were saying before, but 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 I know that we're, we're talking about purity and why that's valuable. What, yeah. Why, what do you think purity is? Well, you know. I, I always look at for the, first the mind. It's like as as a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. That's old King James, but yeah. it's the truth. And, and so the things that we allow our mind to dwell upon is is uh, uh, pure thoughts are just bringing every thought captive to Christ, and and bringing things into into in, the proper perspective, and <clears throat> understanding who we are as men and women realizing our weaknesses and our strengths my wife has strengths that she she amazes me and i'm i'm so grateful to be married if i wasn't married i would get married you know i would you know and uh, the apostle paul said for every man to have their own uh wife and everyone to have her own husband and uh uh it talks about the marriage bed i mean corinthians it talks about into it's there's a holy thing it's it's undefiled and it's it's uh, sex is something that God created, and it's, it is a beautiful thing. And but it's in marriage. It's this this thing about purity that revolves around a a procreation of life, because you know sex is about procreation, and yet it's also about uh, unifying two people physically, emotionally, spiritually. Uh, and when I say spiritually, I mean literally spiritually. Uh, so there's all these connections that, that it involves. And uh, the world, and specifically the enemy, the spirit of the world, wants to, to distort the image of God by distorting the image of, of who you are, who I am, who, who we are together. Uh, even the boundaries that, that we have to maintain, you know, as Christians or, you know, I mean, you were talking about your upbringing, which I really appreciate you sharing that. I had no idea you know, kind of some of the stuff you went through. And so I have a much clearer picture um, and, and I, even a higher respect for where you are today. I mean, it's like this whole thing of you, you know, it's like, oh, this is who I am, not what other people tell me I am or was. So I, I really, uh, really want to say I, I admire, appreciate that about you. And so you. It's, it's, it's a beautiful thing <clears throat> to realize who we are. Our destiny, <clears throat> you know the word destiny? Simply means uh, I actually wrote it down. Uh, uh, why don't you say something? Let me let me see if I can find it because <laughs> you know sometimes you want to quote something. Uh-huh. You, you want to make sure you get it right because it's that good. Yeah, and, uh, I think. Yeah, I. My thought is, I want to be open with the world about my struggles in the past and what I've learned because I feel like it can be a road to freedom for other people. So that's why I share my story. So thank you for the kudos. I really appreciate that because, and it is like, is a, such a father thing to do too, for those of y'all who may not have healthy fathers in your life to be able to, to 
affirm you as a person, as a, in your, your identity, as a, um, as a woman or a man. And um, it's just so important to have that in your life. Thank you. So this is the quote. All this this is the dictionary definition. Okay. Okay. About of destiny. Destiny. Okay. So the word destiny means the hidden power taking you into your future. I mean, wow. it's it's like I modified it just a little bit, but that that's that's the basically right out of the dictionary, the hidden power taking you into your future. And of course, the the uh, the scripture verse that goes with that. And I'm just going to read out of the Amplified. Well, I'll read them both. King James and, and the Amplified. In the King James, it says, For whom he did foreknow, he also predestinated to be conformed to the image of his son, that he might be the firstborn among many brethren. In the in the Amplified, which kind of expands on it, it says, For those whom he foreknew, of whom he was aware and loved beforehand, he also destined from the beginning, for foreordaining them, to be made into the image of his son and share inwardly his likeness that he might become the firstborn among many brethren. So just interpreting my understanding of that, interpreting that for you is, is like <clears throat> you're a woman, you were created in the image of God and you, you are ordained to fulfill the destiny. There's a, the hidden power is the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is taking you further into who you are, into your destiny. And and as a woman, you're going to be, I don't know how else to describe it, but the woman Jesus, you know, uh, you're going to be, maybe that's not the best way to put it, but it's 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 like you, the, uh, you are the spinning image that God desired to create. And um, man, I'm really twisting this up, but, but it's, it's <laughs> I, I'm just talking your destiny is is to become like jesus mm -hmm. and jesus is neither male nor female really and so any clunky way i describe this it's like we're, we're we're destined to become more like jesus but in our identity in male female that's part of it that, that's all i'm trying to say yeah yeah i totally agree and i feel like the the more the closer we are to the lord and the more time we spend with him in the word and just in practice with um just communing with him, um, the more we're able to understand both who we are and who he is, and we're able to walk more with confidence um, to know what our path should look like and and how we're supposed to behave. And um, a lot of those insecurities tend to wash away. Like, for example, after years and years and years of hiding from cameras, I was for the first time yesterday able to do a photo shoot and was able to take full body photos. And I've always been concerned about my weight, right? Um, but I was able to take full body photos and I was able to look at those photos and say, wow, there's real beauty there. Yes, there is. There's real beauty there. And like, no one cares about the way my arms look or the way my waist looks or whatever. Like they see beauty and I should see beauty. And one of the things that um, Les in the healing rooms, Les Coombs in the healing rooms told me once, he said, he said, until we can love ourselves, truly, we can't love anyone else. And if we're looking for affirmation and validation from other people to help us be more secure in who we are, then we can't, we're not really loving them because we need something from them. And so until we can embrace ourselves for who we are and be stable and secure in that, um, we're, yeah, we're not really loving. And so I, I've taken it on as my mission to figure this out. Like, I refuse to let the lies of the enemy with you know xyz whatever those lies are you're too fat you're too boisterous you're too you're too much really um 
or you're not enough. It's either you're too much or not enough. Isn't that <laughs> funny how the enemy lies to you? Um, anyway, so I, I refuse to let those lies take root anymore. And it's given me so much freedom. And I could not have done that had I not had healthy fathers and mothers in my life speaking to me. I, I've been, I feel like I've been adopting moms and dads my whole life Come on. because, because you, you can get something, you can get pieces from different people. And, um, and I feel like the, the, the law of averages, you become like the 12 people you're around the most. And if you're around a bunch of healthy moms and dads, guess what you're going to become, you know? That's right. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah. So tell me about, um, let's go into father wounds. Like, okay. what do you think a father wound is? You know, a lot of times, and, and this goes back to insecurities and it, and it goes back to, to kind of what you're talking about. Our fathers carried a lot, a lot of stuff. You know, when you look at the great depression, which is what my father came through, uh, I don't know if people can identify with going to uh, going to work or going to school with a lump of cornbread and lard for instead of butter because that's all you had, you know, or you know working uh, for twelve hours a day and, uh, and and maybe you you know you're, you're making ninety cents, you know, some, you know, <clears throat> I mean, and and whatever money you made was was still you know I mean not enough or or in a world that that suffered a lot of lack you know there there was a lot of insecurities you never left anything on your plate because you you know that that's all there was so you you eat what was there if you had something to eat so in our our world we don't we don't quite understand all all of that but the great depression was a, was a severe time so his insecurities um you know i i got some of those unintentionally you know, it's like he, he doesn't, you know, there's no father or mother that ever wants their child to to have less than what they had or, you know, but a lot of times they also give us their insecurities besides the other good stuff, you know. And so, um, and also I, I, I studied a lot of theology, but when I was uh, uh, coming up as a Christian, I would hear somebody use the term, uh, Daddy God, you know, they'll say Papa God. It would make me cringe all the way to my toenails. <laughs> <clears throat> and it's like, and this is wild, be honestly, because it was like, I'm just telling you the truth. I was absolutely, you know, I mean, I, I would just, yeah, cringe, kind of shake my head. And yet, because I'd studied theology, Abba is uh, is Aramaic. It means Daddy. It means and, Daddy as in like, a baby talking to their, their like dada would be for exactly. us. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So it's it's like this the, this thing, and then even um, I I speak in tongues in, in multiple languages from time to time. For those of you that may not be familiar with that, it's the Holy Spirit. But uh, sometimes this word would come out of my mouth, which would be ba ba ba, and later on I found out that it was Chinese for daddy. Really? Isn't yeah, that funny? It was it was kind of crazy. But but here's the story I wanted to tell you about that because I I would cringe and it, it would bother me and and yet in an intellectual level it was like man that's that's correct that's actually you know I mean the the intellectual part of me was going yeah no that's 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 correct but the inside of me was just absolutely you know my dad uh, uh, drank a, a fair amount uh, we owned a bar motel and cafe he got saved in his deathbed um, he wow. was a good provider um, but he he was a little harsh in some areas, you know. I mean, 
you know, got a few welts on my, uh, and, uh, but, but I'm, you know, the way he was raised and stuff, anything that was wasteful was, you know, was an anathema. I mean, it was, you don't, you don't waste stuff because you right. don't, you know, you may never have this again, you know, or you, you know, mm -hmm. and anyway, thank you. But, depression. Yeah. And, but my, uh, my, uh, heavenly father, one day I had this supernatural encounter. I have visions and dreams, and this was a, 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 an encounter actually at uh, BSSM at, at school, uh, Bethel School of Supernatural Ministries, and our pastor was actually taking us on a purpose-driven encounter to heaven. It was kind of wild because I didn't know you could do that. You know, Ephesians says you can, you know, be caught up in heavenly places. Well, guess what? You, you have a holy imagination, and you have a Holy Spirit, and you can go to heaven, and it's like, uh, this, you know, this may be hard for a few of you, but just work with me here, okay? <laughs> so <clears throat> we're, we're kind of taking on this account, and the next thing I know, I'm in heaven. And it's like, oh, this is wild. And uh, <laughs> But I'm there as a three-year-old boy, a th wow. as a three-year-old child, which is like, you know, I, I weigh about, you know, about 280 pounds. I'm, you know, I wish I was taller than six feet, but, you know, <laughs> and so um, I'm, I'm, but I'm there as a three-year-old child, and uh, and I'm standing, you know, I'm kind of looking around, trying to figure out what's going on, right? And I'm, I'm, I look up, and here is Father God in his throne, and he looks over to the side, and he sees me, and he reaches down, and he picks me up, and gives me one of those, you know, those those grandmother and grandpa sloppy kisses, oh, yeah. you know, the ones that are so embarrassing, <laughs> like, mm, you, know, you know, you know, the ones, yep, the sloppy wet kiss, the sloppy kiss. Yeah. <laughs> so that's what I got from Father God, this big sloppy kiss. And mm -hmm. then he just turns around, sets me on his lap and I'm sitting there. And I, but, but the instant that he kissed me, I was healed. Wow. And I can't even tell you to this day, I can't tell you what I was healed from, except I know that whatever the relationship, whatever the pain was, that I couldn't seem to get over because sometimes you can't get over stuff, you know, on your own. That's why you need the Holy Spirit. Sometimes why you need to be sozoed or you need other people in your life. Or to, therapy or whatever. Or you wh whatever you want to call it. Mm -hmm. However you however you need to get healed, God just wants you healed. Mm -hmm. You know, and so, but the moment he kissed me, I was healed. Wow. And I knew I was healed. And what was wild was I'm sitting on his lap and I'm just watching heaven. And heaven is really cool. It's, and it's like this very busy place where there's lots of angels and Things are happening all the time around the throne room. And then and then they made us come back, you know, our our the 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 encounter, you know, our, we you hit the voice in the distance says, right, now you gotta come back. And it's like, yeah, I don't really want to, but you know, kind of had to come back. And uh so that was fun. And the next time I get to heaven, which is interesting to me, is uh because uh, I do I do get to go back later on. And nobody was leading the counter. I just like, you've been there once, you kind of know the way. And uh, so I get back to heaven the next time, and I'm 12 years old. Now, how you know this stuff in the spirit, this is spiritual understanding. You just know things. You can't explain it any other way. But I'm standing there as a 12-year-old boy, and I'm thinking, okay, I've, I've had some growth. I'm growing. And, and so whatever the pain was in my life, it kept me from growing. Whatever the pain was, whatever the shame or, or animosity or unforgiveness I had toward my dad for different things, it's like, you know, God healed that. I was able to forgive my dad. I was able to let stuff go. And guess what? Now I get to move on. I get to become, I get to go into my destiny. And that's what this is all about. 
you get to go into your destiny. God wants you to go into your future because your future looks much better than you look right now. Mm. You know, so you're, you're stepping into it. That's so good. Nobody can take care of you like your daddy can. Exactly. Yep. <laughs> and when he, he has a thousand cattle or a, th a cattle on a thousand hills, you know, I'm, I'm pretty sure it's going to be okay. Yeah. Um, but I love what you said earlier about like um, not wanting to live in eternity right now, like not wanting to live in heaven right now, but like, but like uh, understanding that that day is coming, but living fully alive right now. I feel like, in the present. you know, purity, the definition of the word purity, according to Miriam Webster, the first line is um, uh, sexual purity, like abstinence. And, mm -hmm. you know, I was like, okay, well, whatever. But the second definition is fully saturated. Yeah. So like when you take a precious metal or um, and you you put it on a flame, and it's not pure until all of the um, all of the other elements that are in that metal are are like like pulled up to the surface and taken away. And I want our it, our minds to be set on that kind of purity. That like like it's not really all about sexual wholeness, although that is an an mm -hmm. element of it for sure. sure. But it's it's so much more than that. It's about living fully alive with the Holy Spirit, grounded in the word and making every move with him. Because if we stick close to him, all of the other mess disappears. You know, it's all taken away. They, you know, growing up, I always heard the story of um, the, the metal smith, like I was saying earlier, how like he, the dross, how how when you when you put gold on a flame, it pulls up all of the. I want to say inconsistencies, but that's not right. But like all the all the junk, all, all the stuff that is not pure gold rises to the top, right. To be scooped off, and they 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 scoop it off, and then they they turn up the heat and they do it again, and, and until there's no more, and um, and that's how I feel like it, it is living with the Holy Spirit. That as we get closer to Him, more junk comes up, right. you know. And it, life is not about being perfect or hiding the junk. Life is about dealing with the junk. You know, and like you said, whatever it takes, either you're you're hang um, you have a therapist or you're you're going to heaven and you're letting Jesus heal you. Like, I feel like because we are a three part being, we're both we're all mm -hmm. spirit, soul and body. Like sometimes we need a medical doctor, you know, or we need to go to the healing rooms and get healed from something physical or um, we need a therapist to deal with our emotions or we need um, or we need. Some, sometimes we just need help. We just need help and in different need, areas. We need mm -hmm. to be willing to say, OK, I, I got to have some help. Yeah, in, it, in all okay. three areas. Yeah. Yeah, I know that I I attacked so much of my past trauma and hurt spiritually. And then I came to realize like, oh, there's actually more tools out there to help address different issues. Um, and I think a big part of that is, you know, like having healthy parents and healthy mentors who can help you point out. You, you know, one of the there's a test you can take online. You've probably heard of this already, but the, the, the five love languages. See, there's a the. One of the, the greatest uh, uh, generals that I've ever been is a guy named Sun Tzu's, and every war college in the world studies him. And, but he said this, that I, I like to quote because this goes along with our conversation. He said, if you would win in 100 battles, you have to know your enemy and you have to know yourself. And so learning to love you, learning to find out what are your love languages. You, you can go online and find a simple test and actually identify what those love languages are so that you can you can actually use that and respond to that my my love language is 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 praise is is 
affirmation. So when people say, good job, good job, you know what? That, that's like saying second to a hound dog. I just like, you know, I mean, my tail wags, my tongue is just, you know, I, I mean, yeah, just, just like you would do a hound dog because that, that's my world that, 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 that feels good. And so you need to know what, what feels good and you need to know, like, uh, be willing to help yourself. You know, the, what's the first thing they teach you when you get on an airplane? The very first thing the stewardess does. Put what, the mask on you before anyone else. Yeah. And why is that? Because if you're not wearing the mask and you're trying to save everybody else, you die. Mm -hmm. You know, <laughs> you, you might have saved your favorite child or your husband, but you die because you didn't didn't put the mask on. Right. Right. And so there's there's this this I actually used to be a safety officer. And so unfortunately, you you learn about the tragedies that actually created certain kinds of rules. One of those rules is is uh, we, we used to do these enclosed space safety things where uh, you actually had a watch person who was not allowed. You were not allowed to go into the enclosed space, even if you saw men fall. The reason was because they found out that because people had done that before, they saw uh, uh, the air suddenly turn bad for a different reason. And that uh, men would, would fall out and the guy at the door would want to try to help them save his buddy right mm. so you go in and if you're not wearing a mask or the proper respirator or the equipment you become another victim and so literally they've had uh two and three men die before the the actual rescue potty with the proper equipment would arrive and so that was that was a basic rule it, it's, it's like that it, it, it sounds almost uh unbelievable to, to have to stand there but you have to wait until the rescue team actually arrives. And so you, you, you're standing at the door, you see somebody fall. It's like, okay, you get on the line, you, you call the rescue, the, the guys with the actual equipment, you know, and sometimes you need people with the actual equipment and it's okay. It's like, that's why we have Sozo at, at you know, the transformation center here, here in Reading, where we have psychologists or we have people and, and, and I'm, I believe in Christian psychologists. I don't believe in, in, you know, world, if you don't have God, you, you don't, you don't have, you don't have the core values. The yeah. You're missing it all. Mm -hmm. And, and so, uh, but, but, but having a counselor, having people you can confide in is huge because, uh, uh, it's, there's no shame, uh, to having a crutch when, when your leg is broke, you know, you got a broken leg, use a crutch. It's okay. You know what? It your leg's going to get mended, it, and one of these days you won't need that crutch. But today, use a crutch. Yeah, do anything you need to take care of you. That's you right. Know? And because you're right, like how can you help others if you are deficient in an area? And so, all right. So we're going to wrap this session up, and I definitely want to have you back again. This has been so amazing. But I have a couple things I wanted to ask you about. One is a, a lot of the women who've reached out to me. Um, and also myself, you know, have gone through a massive amount of heartbreak. You know, maybe we married the wrong person and something traumatic happened or um, just being raised in purity culture in general and not and like just being caught up in the rules of it all and having to deconstruct that is just a lot of pain and, and realizing missed opportunities. You know, there's a lot of pain there. So as a dad, what would you say to all of these women with that are overcoming broken hearts. Um, what would you say to them? Well, the, the first thing I, I want you to know is is that you're okay. I mean, it, it's uh, a, a lot of times we, we feel like that everything is is because we weren't good enough or we, we, 
we could have done something different. Uh, there's so many things involved in the relationship. It's, it's the most complex thing there is. I don't think the space shuttle is more complex than relationships. But the first thing you need to know is that, that you're okay and that, that you um, are going to uh, become greater than who you are today. And uh, uh, relationships, while they're, they're, they're always stretching and we're always learning in them, um, you have to be willing to forgive yourself and forgive others. I think, I think it's, it's really hard when you've been wronged, but the thing about forgiveness is this, is when you forgive somebody else, you actually release yourself. You release yourself mm-hmm. from any, any, anything that's to do with bondage. Mm-hmm. It's like, you know, I'm not, I'm not going, uh, it's the craziest things I ever saw uh, when I would, would see somebody forgive the murderer of their, of their child. And they would, they would forget, you know, I've seen, and, and, but as they forgave them, God, God would turn their heart so that they could go on with life. Mm-hmm. And, and I, I know there's a lot more than that, but I, I did want to get to, to the father's blessing. But, but I, but if I could tell you anything, I, I'd tell you this today as a father, uh, that, that you're forgiven. I have authority to do that. You know that <laughs> you're forgiven. So whatever mistakes you've made, they're forgiven. And the other thing is, is, you know, and I'll, I've said it, but I'm going to say it again, you're going to be okay. You're going to be okay. And you're going to grow from this point and, and you're going to get healed. Your heart's going to be healed. Jesus does never, he's said, I'll never leave you nor forsake you. And that means in your pain too. He's not going to leave you where you are. You, you, nobody, nobody leaves their child in pain, you know, and he's not going to leave you where you are. So he's, he's coming for you. He's coming after you. That's what he did when he left heaven. He came after you. And he's going to come after you now and, in a good way. I mean, it's it's like, yeah, Pop, I'm right here. I'm right here. You know, and he's coming for you. Wow. That's and, so good. Um, Thank you. Yeah. So I want to give you, I do want to give you a father's blessing. And Can you explain what that is? First? Yeah. Yeah. There, well, there's, there, for me, it's, 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 it's kind of like two parts. One is, as a father, um, recognizing that I have the authority to give you a blessing. You know, spiritually, naturally, physically, uh, there, there's we're all connected, and so uh, I, I'm old enough to be a lot of people's dad. Sixty-six years old, okay, I can be your granddad. You need a grandfather's blessing as well, because it. But but God has given us the authority to give a blessing, and not all the figures in our life were you know male figures. Uh, I just want to say this: if if you've been abused or mistreated or not respected or not honored as a woman uh, or as a young man, because I've given a father's blessing to many young men. You know, I ask your forgiveness uh, as a male figure, as a father figure for any place that you've been wounded. And then I want to give you this blessing. And this blessing is actually found in the scripture in Numbers chapter six. And this is what God actually told uh, Moses and Aaron. He said, this is how you're going to bless uh, the children. He says, therefore, the Lord will bless you. The Lord will make his face shine upon you. And the Lord shall lift up his countenance upon you. And the Lord shall give you his peace, his shalom. So just from from my own heart as a father, as a grandfather, I bless you. May you reach the purpose for which you were created. May you have courage above your peers. May you have more passion for the things of God than others think is necessary. 
May you dream more than others think is practical. May you expect more than others think is possible. May you choose wisely without earthly bias. May you have people to influence you that you've not yet met. May your life be so changed that people are waiting for your arrival because you bring light to them. You are strategically placed wherever God has placed you today for a grand design. So I bless the design that God has created you for so that you become everything that you were created to be. May the place you be be the best place you've ever been. And may you grow there to become the best person you can possibly be. I bless you to be fruitful. I bless your future. I bless the change that is around you because change is bringing you closer to your heavenly father. May you see the vistas that others don't know exist. May you see God in every petal of a flower, in every blade of grass, and for each day that you see his hand upon your life. May you bless your children. May you bless your future. And may your giants be, fall under the faith of the hand of God in your hand. You will not fail. You were made by God for such a time as this. And I bless you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Wow. That's so beautiful. Thank you. Thank, thanks. It's, it's really been good. I, I borrowed some of that actually from John Paul Jackson. And you can go online and I, I recommend you just look up his video of Father's Blessing and let that soak, soak into you some more. You know, and there's wow. an anointing there. So, uh, but as men, if there's some men listening, hey, guess what? You get to give a father's blessing. You do. And you have the opportunity to listen to Rick's podcast called Abba's Fire, Who's Your Daddy? Right. <laughs> to learn about how to be a father and how to be a man, right? Man, it's been such a pleasure having you here today, Rick. Thank you so much for joining us and for uh, releasing something really special on all of the listeners. Um, this is probably going to be distributed over two or three episodes. So y'all get the um, have the ability now to re-listen to any of it. Um, so we bless you in the mighty name of Jesus to live your life fully alive, to be whole and complete in the Holy Spirit, and to understand purity just simply means being fully saturated in the Holy Spirit. Um, so thank you so much for listening and have a wonderful day. Yeah.